On one of the most memorable nights here in Melbourne of anyone's lifetime, Andy Murray somehow masters Kokonakis in the greatest comeback of his career, in the longest match of his career. Unbelievable scenes. Uh, I was going to say last night, but in fact it was this morning, <clears throat> around about 6 o'clock New Zealand time, when that match between Andy Murray and uh, Australian Tanasi uh, Kokonakis finally finished. Uh, and uh, if you listen to the reaction from the crowd there, you might have thought you were at Wimbledon because uh, it seemed that uh, half the crowd or more than half the crowd were with Sir Andy as opposed to their local lad. But uh, it's been a fantastic uh, Australian Open in the first week and uh, we've seen uh, a few uh, demises of some uh, genuine contenders uh, and we've seen some uh, absolute brilliance from Andy Murray twice now in five setters uh, and calling it till uh, the early hours of the morning on our behalf on SEN and SENZ uh, Live has been one Jordan Cornelis. Jordan, uh, thank you very much. Uh, I'm amazed that you're awake. <laughs> Morning, Ian. Yes, uh, I think uh, I think some people have to make a few sacrifices and maybe give that one a, uh, you know, not go all the way with that one because that finished at, uh, well, just after 4am Australian time here. So I, I we, we went off there last night after the Alex Demonor match, but I stayed up and watched up to the third set, I think it was, or the end of the third set of, of Kokonakis, so I went to bed at about 2am and I thought, ah, I've got to be up early <laughs> the next morning to do uh, to do this and then to head in for, for the next day, but um, unbelievable match, yeah. Uh, I, I, it's um, To see that kind of match, that kind of calibre in the second round of the Australian Open, that, that's the second longest match ever at the Australian Open after the, uh, the 2012 final, um, and it was only eight minutes shy of the record, so that just goes to, to show how long that match went. It started at 10.30, uh, local time, but incredible by Andy Murray, 35 years old. He's got a metal hip. He's had hip injuries for the last couple of years, and to be able to come out and do that is just remarkable. Well, that's twice in a row too, Jordan, because uh, he had a marathon five-setter too against Berenetti uh, in the last round. Uh, so over 10 hours on court and two. Now, how do you think, uh, I know he, he's, he's driven by heart, he's driven by emotion, but what about the body now uh, as he looks at uh, Batista Agu coming up next? Yeah, well, Andy Murray's always been, I mean, at least as far as his, his engine goes, his stamina, he's always been one of the best um, on the tour. So I think um, endurance-wise, he, he, I mean, he's obviously going to be pretty spent, but he is one of the best equipped players endurance-wise. Um, but uh, as far as how his, his body physically is going to hold up, so the aches and pains... Um, yeah, that's going to be a huge test against Batista Agut. And, and Batista Agut's played some long matches as well in this tournament. So it's going to be two pretty uh, weary players that step out onto court tomorrow in their match in the third round. But um, I, I was thinking maybe at the start of that match, given he went two sets down to Kokonakis, and I thought, OK, maybe it has caught up with him after that first match. Um, and I was expecting Murray to sort of, maybe it would have been, you know, that was the match that, that saw him out of the tournament. Um, he proved us wrong or proved me wrong uh, on that front. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. It's, 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 it's strange because it's kind of a, a renewed Andy Murray. So we haven't really seen him play at this level for a long, long time. So this is really the first time we're seeing him 
get back to this level, playing the way that he used to play. So it's going to be new to us, really, or, or uh, not new. We've seen him do it before, but it's going to be new the second time around, this second wave of, OK, can he go uh, again in a third match in a row, the distance, if he has to go the distance to Roberto Batista? Good, but I would, I would, I'd, I'd have a bit of faith in him because I just know how, um, how lion-hearted he is. Mm. Interesting. Okay, let's uh, look at um, other events uh, in round two, and uh, that uh, included the demise of Casper uh, Ruud uh, out to Jensen Brooksby from uh, the United States. That was a turn-up. It, w- it was, yeah, unbelievable. Um, I was lucky enough to, to go and sit out and watch a bit of this match, and um, and Brooksby is he's a fascinating player. He's um, he's a young Californian kid. Um, he doesn't hit the ball super hard. He's not a, not a powerful player, really, but he's just got good placement. And, and that was uh, more than enough to, to have Kasper Ruud um, uh, darting around the, the baseline and, and really at full stretch against Jensen Brooksby, who had the chance to, to win the match in the third set and, and take it in straight sets. He lost that third set from, uh, from a couple of match points up. Um, Kasper Ruud broke back and then took that third set. So that was a mental blow for Brooksby to not be able to clean it up in straights. But he came back out in the fourth set and um, and won at six two. So he's clearly got a uh, he's got a good mindset to be able to do that against the world number two on centre court. And that was on Rod Laver Arena. That was a huge upset, mm. massive upset yesterday. Yeah, definitely. And and just overall on the men's side, that was one of six seeds that fell uh, yesterday, and that was the biggest one. So. Uh, the Americans—they've been on the march. A lot of um, a lot of new names to, to tennis audiences from the United States came out and really showed up yesterday. And, and uh, one of the other seeds to go was the eighth seed, uh, also from America, and Taylor Fritz, which was good news for Australia. Absolutely, yeah. This was the one bad story for the United States was their top-ranked player, Taylor Fritz, uh, lost to Alexi Popperin uh, in five sets. So Australia had a, had a decent day yesterday, uh, despite Thanasi Kokonakis' loss. Popperin got through, Alex Dimonor got through. But uh, yeah, Alexi Popperin defeating Taylor Fritz was um, definitely one out of the blue, for, for sure. I mean, Popperin's been rated as a, as a good player um, coming through the ranks here in Australia, but... Um, his match from a few nights ago against uh, against Jason Tseng from Chinese Taipei wasn't that impressive, to be honest. It went five sets, and Popperin didn't really look to be that sort of authoritative figure that we expected him to be in that match a few nights ago against a lower-ranked opponent. So the fact he got through that, and then the fact he came out and really turned it up against the world number eight was quite surprising, um, but, but, very, um, but very reassuring that Popperin does you know we, we know he's had the talent but to be able to put it together against a big name player on a big stage um was just incredible he hits the ball really well he's a good mover as well he's just an athletic tall player um so that's a, that's a massive upset i had taylor fritz down as my underdog to win the tournament so for him to go early and for popperin to go through is um, that was definitely one of the major stories yesterday uh, I'll be honest with you, Jordan, we had a couple of texts in this morning knowing full well that you were coming on and uh, uh, someone has come in and said, uh, is Novak Djokovic faking this injury because he seems to be finishing his matches quite strongly? Uh, just wonder whether he's foxing a wee bit. Uh, what have you made of him so far? Yeah, it's interesting. I was uh, I had a close eye on this match last night uh, on the broadcast and he was. I think he was definitely. He is definitely injured. He ha, he has had a, a hamstring injury um, coming into uh, into this tournament that has that has hampered him. He went off at the end of the second set and um, and had uh, some had a medical timeout. 
well, might have been end of the first set, I beg your pardon, end of the first, had a medical timeout, had some medication, apparently. That was his words after the match. He got some medical advice, restrapped the hamstring. Um, I don't doubt there's an injury there because he was not moving all that well. But we have seen Novak Djokovic in the past, um, uh, you know, seemingly get himself hurt in a match, injured in some way, and then come out, look a little proppy, and then just continue to build and, and almost grow um, in confidence and, and sort of regain his movement and his his ability to extend to either wing of the court uh, as the match goes on. So you sometimes think, well, is he injured? I'm not quite sure. He's looking, he's looking like he's getting better. So this might have been that case there. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Looking at, I mean, we're in the second round, so there's still a long way to go for Djokovic. There's another, what, five matches for him to play. I don't know if he'll be able to go all the way, but... Um, but yeah, I think there's there is definitely a mental aspect to it where he he gets himself injured, thinks, well, lets his opponent think that they might have a chance, and then comes back and ends up wiping the floor with them as he did last night, winning those second set or those last two sets, uh, six two six love. Um, yeah, I definitely think there's an element to, to him uh, foxing his opponents and playing that mental game. But I also do think there is that that injury there that is uh, that's that's true. Would you expect him um, injury? Um, Aside uh, to to account for Dimitrov, Dimitrov on Saturday. Um, yeah, I think he's got the ability to. Yeah, Dimitrov's a talented player. He uh, might not have reached his, his full potential in his career, Grigor Dimitrov, but he's a very talented player. But um, yeah, I definitely would give give Novak Djokovic a. Uh, uh, I'd probably put him as the favourite in that match. Definitely, yeah. Okay, so uh, just from our point of view, we're sort of claiming Cameron Norrie because he was a Kiwi for a long period of his uh, life in terms of his early tennis as well. Um, and he's up against uh, Leheka in the third round today. Cameron Norrie's chances? Yeah, I'll give him a, give him a good chance. He was, um, he was really tested the other night against the, uh, an unknown Frenchman, Constant Lestienne, who not many people have heard of, uh, me included. He's come through the Challengers uh, circuit, which is the, the, the second-tier tour of men's tennis. Um, and Norrie was, was really challenged by this unknown Frenchman the other night on, uh, on one of the backcourts late at night. He was taken to four sets. Um, but, uh, but against uh, Lehechka from, uh, from the Czech Republic, I believe he's from, he's, he's a good player. He's a talented player. Um, again, he's probably more of an unknown quantity, but I think he'll be, um, I think he'll sort of rise up through the next year or so and, and become maybe a more regularly known player, uh, Lehechka. But, Cam Norrie, yeah, I think he's. Um, a lot of people have him as as one of the dark horses to to go deep in the tournament. So um, he's a good player. He he really digs in deep. He's um he's a gritty player, Cam Norrie. So yeah, I'll give him a good chance, definitely. Not a great day for number two seeds uh, all around in the tournament because uh, we saw uh, an early exit for Angebur yesterday. Yeah, I know this was this was hidden away a little bit because it happened late at night. They got on court pretty late after the Djokovic match and, and all of the attention by that point had also turned to the Kokonakis match. Um, but yeah, Oljabur eliminated to Marketa Vondrasova, who she's a good player as well. Don't, don't sleep on Vondrasova. She made the, um, the uh, Roland Garros final in 2019. So she's a good player herself. Has been out with injury for a little bit, but um, Onjabur, she, I think she's been struggling a little bit. She, um, she has a, a bandage over her right knee um, and and didn't look all that good in her first round match against Tamara Zidansek. Um So the fact that Onjabur was eliminated is definitely surprising. Um, you know, it's it's always a shock seeing a a, um, a a seed like that, a number two seed, go out early. But maybe not totally unforeseen either, given her. 
her form and just the way that she looked a little bit restricted in her first round match. Um, yeah, the fact she's been knocked out uh, is definitely going to shake things up on the women's side and, and opens things up a lot as well for um, the likes of Caroline Garcia, the number four, and Arena Sabalenka, the number five. But yeah, definitely a big one to fall. And I think a lot of people will be waking up this morning um, shocked maybe that, uh, that the number two is gone. Coco Goff, of course, won uh, on our shores uh, the other day um, and over Redacanu. She looked uh, pretty impressive, Coco Goff, too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's an impressive young player. 18 years old, Coco Goff. Um, she was tested a little bit. She um, uh, her, her forehand started to go a little bit in that second set against Emma Raducanu, but she was able to problem solve and, and get herself back in the match and really, uh, you know, uh, call upon plan B and plan C in that match to beat Raducanu. So the fact that she's able to do that at, at such a young age, 18 years old, and she's the number seven seed, um, she's, she's clearly uh, way more talented beyond her years. Um, she is, um, uh, yeah, she's she's impressing a lot of people. Definitely impressing me. I, I didn't think she'd have. I thought she might have been one of the seeds to go early, um, because I know I knew she had Raducanu as a potential second round matchup. Uh, so I thought that might have been her stumbling block. But um, she is uh, she's incredibly impressive. Uh, um, pardon me, Coco Goff. So um, I'm not quite sure what her draw looks like from from here going forward. She's got Bernarda Pera up next. Um, and then it sort of opens up for her after that. So um, Coco Goff, she's incredibly talented. Can anyone beat the number one seed, do you feel? Has it opened up for her now with the, with the demise of Ange Um Yeah, potentially, yeah. I think so. I've, I had I had Jabur beating uh, Igor Sviantec in the final. Um, so now that Jabur has gone, uh, definitely it opens up for Sviantec. She, she could have had um, Bianca Andreescu as her opponent, uh, for today, but uh, Andreescu from Canada was was defeated by uh, by Buxha, uh from Spain a few days ago. So um, even this match alone today might have been a more difficult matchup than what it could have been. Not to to, to speak ill of uh, Christina Buxha from from Spain, who is uh, a qualifier that came through. Um, but Sviontek is is one of the. Uh, it, it's a very open women's draw. It's it's sort of hard to tell since, especially after Ash Barty retired, uh, there isn't an absolute standout outside of uh, the likes of Sviantec and, and Jabur, so it has opened up a lot, but Sviantec stays alive, and um, and it's going to be hard to beat her for sure. I don't really know who the other big contenders might be now outside the number one. It might be someone like Sabalenka, the number five, who's playing really well uh, at the moment, but yeah, I think a lot of people would uh, would definitely have Sviantec pinned down as, as their title favourite at this point in time. Jordan, uh, what can we uh, look forward to hearing you on? What are your what are your uh, matches over the weekend coming up? Uh, well, we've got uh, we've got two more matches uh, or two more sort of sessions tonight uh, from uh, six pm Melbourne time. We're on air, um, so we'll have uh, the likes of Daniel Medvedev tonight um, on uh, on Rod Laver Arena. We'll have uh, around the ground scores as well for you. Um, right through the evening, uh, Dennis Shapovalov, I see, is playing tonight. The number twenty from Canada, who's an exciting player. Um, so and uh, and Daniel Medvedev's opponent, by the way, said quarter. So this is we're into the third round now. So this is when all the seeds start playing the other seeded players. So we get some really uh, get some really heavyweight matches starting to filter through. So Medvedev against quarter, who Sebastian Quarter is a great young talent from the United States. So that'll be one of the matches to look out for tonight. And then um, and then from uh, from tomorrow we've got extended coverage. So we'll be on all day. We'll be on for. 
for I think something like 12 hours tomorrow doing the afternoon session into the night session. So we'll have all the Aussies for you, Alexi Popperin uh, in action tomorrow. So that'll be one of the main focuses and, uh, and Alex Demonor as well. So that's uh, going to be what's, uh, what we look forward to among all the other big names still in the draw. Been an absolute uh, pleasure catching up with you, uh, Jordan. Uh, thanks very much for your time this morning, and uh, we'll continue to listen to you over the, the next 10 days or so. Thanks very much for your fine My work pleasure. and your time, man.